one. I think Greta Gerwig is a fucking treasure. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! So you lie to yourself to be happy. There's nothing wrong with that. We all do it. We all go a little mad sometimes. Come on. One of you nuts has got any guts. What's but a smile on that face? You're only as healthy as you feel. Listen to me! Listen to you by what right? Because I have a right to be, and I have a voice! Ladies and gentlemen, Welcome to Pop Culture Case Study. Yeah, let's do it. I'm pumped. Let's let the healing begin. Welcome to Pop Culture Case Study, where we analyze pop culture from a psychological angle, a part of the following films network. So this week, the release we're talking about is Lady Bird. And we just uh, earlier in the week talked about Frances Ha with Alejandra. And I have her back to talk about Lady Bird. So thanks for coming back on the show. Thanks for having me again. Of course. So why don't you tell people uh, how to find you and your work online? They can find me on Twitter at sick underscore six six. Oh, actually, it's two underscores, so it's sick underscore underscore six six. And you can read my stuff on fthismovie.com. All right, so now we're going to talk about Ladybird. So, Ladybird is a movie that when I first heard about it, I was like, I have to see this movie. Uh, and it has been a long wait till finally getting able to see it. And I had to see it for two reasons. One, I think Greta Gerwig is a fucking treasure. Uh, and everything she does is pretty amazing. And Saoirse Ronan is one of my favorite young actresses, especially after seeing Brooklyn a couple years ago, which was my favorite movie of that year. So I could not have been more hyped to see this movie. Uh, but what about you? What was leading up to seeing this movie? Were What were your thoughts going in? Were you excited to go see it? I mean, I had heard about Greta Gerwig before, so I knew that it would be good. But at the same time, I really just thought it was going to be like another coming of age story. It was kind of like I was between this and Justice League that Friday. <laughs> oh, that's right. So, I forgot. You like asked me online, which one yeah. should I see? <laughs> I cannot tell you how glad I am that I went to go watch this one, though. Nice. Yeah. Lady Bird. I mean, I'm just going to get it out of the way right now. Lady Bird is my favorite movie this year so far. And of course, that may change. There's still a Guillermo del Toro movie to be seen. There's still movies like Call Me By Your Name to be seen. But right now, it is the best movie of 2017. I, you know, I kind of pride myself usually on like, okay, this is good, but what are the weak spots? And I'm really having a difficult time. Like, I think this is, considering the fact that this is the first movie that Greta Gerwig has directed by herself, like she's done a previous film where she co-directed. This is phenomenal. Like, the fact it's, that she managed to create this in her first movie that she wrote and directed purely by herself. I mean, some of it is inspired casting and not just not just Saoirse Ronan, but also especially Laurie Metcalf, who plays her mother. Uh, Lucas Hedges is also wonderful here. Timothy Chalamet is fantastic. I mean, it's just from top to bottom, like I am having a really difficult time finding fault with this movie. I don't think that it has any fault. Like, I'm pretty good at it, too. I'm pretty good at... Being like, okay, this was a great movie, but like, I wish they would have done this differently. I can't think of anything being done differently in Lady Bird that would make it better. Right, and I think the thing that's most impressive about it is that in a lot of coming-of-age stories, you have your main character and then you have everyone else, right? Like, we're just going to focus right. on this and everyone else is, like, kind of unimportant. Like, they're there to serve that main character. But all of these characters, they all have their own internal lives and you get to see that and that is so rare in a movie like this like the fact that they're going to touch on her father's depression at being unemployed and we get to see her mother 
when she's at work and when she's not around Lady Bird. I mean, we actually get to see that. And that is so rare. Those are actually my, like, that's probably my favorite thing about this movie because, and isn't it crazy that it fit everybody's individuality in just an hour and 34 minutes? It's phenomenal. It told so many stories. I really like a particular scene. I don't know if it's spoiler talk yet or if it really is a spoiler, but it really shows her mom be her own person, Mm -hmm. individual of having to be a mother and a wife, which is important to me because she's a person. And we kind of don't get that when we watch coming of age movies because it's about this angsty teen usually who like, oh, you know, screw my parents, whatever. I'm so misunderstood. But in this movie, her mom is misunderstood, too, Mm -hmm. by her own daughter. See, that's actually the thing I think I love most about this movie. So to like get personal about this movie, the uh, the mother daughter relationship is very similar to the relationship I've had with my mother in a lot of ways. So this was very difficult for me to watch at certain points, like very emotional for me to watch. But what I loved is we don't get a moment of like, this is where it started. This is where they started to disconnect. It's just a teenage parent relationship where things you're like constantly at each other's throats and you can't even really remember what it's about, but you both know like, well, I got to get the last word in one way or another. I got to, I got to say that thing that cuts deep and I got, I got to win here. And I love the fact that you don't get this, this process of this relationship. You don't get like, well, when, when I was seven, we were really close. And then this thing happened and we've been at each other's throats uh, for the, for the for the rest of all time and you even have a line from the father later in the movie where he just says you know you guys both have really big distinct personalities that's just the people you are and he gets that he gets that it's not a problem to solve and i think that you know with my own relationship with my mom it was always that way too because we were close when i was a kid and just gradually got to that ladybird stage Mm. you know what i mean they never really say sorry to each other. Things no. just get better for a little while. Mm-hmm. And then they go shitty again, which is exactly so real. It's, like, it's so real. I don't think I've ever apologized to my parents. I know there was one scene where she started apologizing profusely about something she had done. But that was just one case. Like every other mini fight that they had, it's just a nuance of their day. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And I think it also this movie does a really good job of capturing capturing that line that you sometimes have to play upon as as a young person where you want to do better you want to be bigger than the town you were raised in but you also don't want to offend the life that that you've lived you know and the the person that you become because of it like there's all these sequences where she's kind of ogling these gigantic houses because she grew up poor and i don't think there's ever a moment where she's trying to negate what her family has done to get her to where she is. But there's some really powerful scenes later in the movie where her parents kind of find out what she's been saying about where she grew up. And it's actually really painful. But I love the fact that that Lady Bird is not a vindictive character. She's not saying these things to be mean. She's just trying to kind of find her place. I feel like, I mean, and that's obvious because every time that they do get into an argument, she never brings up the financial things with her parents. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She Everything she says, she says in private. And I think, I don't even think she really means it. I think no. that, again, she's just trying to find her identity within different groups. So she was trying to impress specific people. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, she says things like I was raised on the wrong side of the tracks kind of because the she's literally living next to train tracks. Uh, and I think she's just she's just being clever. 
You know, like she's not trying to hurt anyone, uh, which which makes this character so much more likable. I think she's just like Frances Ha. She's flawed, but she's good mm-hmm. because, you know, there's she's always there for her best friend. There was that one, you know, momentary lapse of good friendship, but mm-hmm. she does try to be there for her. She does. She's there for her dad when she finds out what he's going through. You know what I mean? She mm-hmm. cares about her brother's girlfriend, despite maybe not agreeing with her all the time. And it's, mm-hmm. it, it makes you fall in love with Christine. Yeah. And it's, uh, there's, there's a lot about this movie. I really like, I think, uh, I think Greta Gerwig does a masterful job of using these sequences in the beginning of the movie to kind of really describe, really show us what her life is like, uh, especially in the in the Catholic school uh, that she attends. I think that stuff is all really fantastic. And it it really does a good job of, you know, you talked about like getting to know all these characters in this really short period of time. And I think a lot of that is because she uses these these little segments of time in her film to really quickly show us what Lady Bird's life is like, both with her family and outside of her family. I think it's also interesting that we were talking about earlier how she doesn't hate where she's from, but she acts like it. Mm-hmm. When in reality, she's so deeply in love with the little things that make her who she is. That at the end of the movie, she literally like is professing her love for it mm-hmm. to her mom. You remember? So I think that that was that left an impression on me specifically because I'm always complaining about Miami, mm. but I know that if I were to leave here, and I have for like two weeks. I missed it so much. It was right. just so different. And it it was like a part of me was kind of like missing. Yeah. And I mean, I, I definitely feel that too. Like I am someone who is like basically stayed in the same city, uh, relatively the same city my whole life. And I'm now in a situation where I've been forced to leave it uh because of educational goals and like man, it sucks. And it is like and it's like in some ways it's kind of like the anti- ladybird story where she is you know she ends up leaving and figuring out how much she cares about that place where now i've been in one place so long that the idea of leaving it by force is pretty terrible and i find that like she becomes proud of herself at a specific point in the movie and that is what reminds her that she wouldn't be proud of herself if she didn't have these things to create her yeah and it's interesting the things we get fixated on like this and for her of course like this movie I think has a lot to say about class and and wealth and like for her coming from where she is that house is the ultimate symbol of just something different and it shows like when we're when we're young like how small sometimes our dreams are where she's not at that point like necessarily dreaming of this fabulous life in New York she was like just what would it be like to live in this big blue house you know in the middle of town as opposed to living on the wrong side of the tracks. And how admirable is it that, like, or admirable, that she just wants to go to a good school? Mm-hmm. I thought that was an interesting choice because at that point in my life, I wanted to go to a good school, but I wasn't, like, really working towards it. Like, she was, like, she got a job and she was, like, trying to make things work with her dad. She, It, it was just so strange to me that, like, a girl this age was trying to really, really make a better future for herself. Yeah, and it, I think it's, but I think it also says a lot about that kind of teenage state of mind where she, in a lot of ways, seems like she got a late start on wanting that. Like she figured out all of a sudden, like, this is what I want. 
and then was trying to like do all the work on the back end to get there when everyone is kind of telling her like, yeah, but you don't really have the grades to do this. This isn't really an option for you. Uh, But I think everyone, I think she had all these bad relationships with adults other than maybe her father. And then this one nun at the school in some sequences that are some of my favorite in the movie are, are those interactions. And I think everybody needs those interactions with someone in education to kind of propel you forward. And I just found myself wishing like, that had happened earlier for Lady Bird. So what do you think was her, like, what do you think lit the fire under her ass? Like, cause we never really see that in the movie. We never see that point where she's like, okay, no, I need to be better. I think a lot of it is kind of, I think some of it is probably seeing her father's unemployment and seeing her mother's struggles and not wanting that for herself. And like, what could be more different from growing up in Sacramento than moving to the big city, moving to New York, 3000 miles away. Like that stuff all really makes sense to me because it's like you want to like there is a certain point I think in every teenager's life where and I went through this where I just want to get as far away from my family and everything I know as I can. And home starts to represent all these negatives and just being like, well, that's everything I know. And that's not culture. And that's not this. And that's not that. So let me get to New York. Let me or even in her case, like, let me get to Connecticut, like anything that's not this. Yeah, and I was thinking about why she chose the name Lady Bird, and I think it has to do a lot with, like, this is going to be so cheesy, but, like, she wanted to fly on her own. She Mm -hmm. wanted to be her own person, and I feel like the only way that she was able to do that was to actually leave, and, again, I don't know if we're in spoiler talk yet, but when she finally leaves is when she reclaims her real name. Right. You know what I mean? Which is interesting because like we talked about in Frances Ha, she reclaims herself and her identity with her name on a mailbox. Right. So I thought that parallel was interesting. Yeah. I think actually right now we should go to spoilers because there's a couple things I want to talk about that are definite spoilers. Spoilers. What? Read ahead. Spoil all the surprises. Not peeking at the end. Isn't traveling with you one big spoiler? That's classified. That's what? classified i could tell you but then i'd have to kill you all right so this movie has uh you know she has essentially two main relationships through high school and these boys are very very different um and it was interesting because as i was a watch as i was watching the movie when lucas hedges shows up and she is completely enamored with him uh as he's on stage my first thought is like there's no way that guy's not gay there's no way like like with this <laughs> with this type of movie and then like but as they start to kind of be together i start to kind of let go of that and of course when it comes out that she like catches him in the bathroom with this other guy it's a really interesting process because it's it's heartbreaking for us to watch ladybird go through this but there is a scene later where he is so terrified that she's going to tell somebody and as someone who grew up queer in a in a catholic school like that fear that is a very real thing and the fact that they didn't overplay that moment, the fact that he just kind of collapses into her arms and she says, like, I'm not going to tell. It's going to be OK, was so moving for me to see, like, that amount of genuine empathy and kindness from Ladybird. And I think also even beyond not wanting her to tell anybody, I think he wanted so badly her not to be mad at him because I do think right. that he loved her. Yeah. I, I cannot watch the movie again and see that. Uh, that scene where they're in the grass and naming oh. the star and I cannot watch that 
and believe that there was no amount of even platonic love for her, you know, oh, like yeah. he cared about her. Definitely. So I feel like that scene where he collapsed, he just felt like he had let somebody down, which is a fear that we all have when we're teenagers. And what did you think of the uh, the other uh, relationship she had in high school with the like, you know, the kind of <laughs> anarchist, too cool for school, smokes, you know, telling her that clothes have fiberglass in them, like all all that. What did you think of that relationship? That has been me so many times. <laughs> it still is. It still is. And I hate it. But I think, again, I think that that wasn't, I think she was just physically attracted to him. And she right. knew that he was kind of like such a caricature and he knew what he was. And she admired that. As uh, as this movie came out, there's a lot of discussions between women I follow on Twitter about like, who is the guy that they would unfortunately go after uh, when they were in high school, the Lucas Hedges or the Timothy Chalamet character. And I, uh, you know, the, his character is like, I mean, you, I think a lot of people, especially a lot of older people will see this and feel like he is a caricature. But let me tell you, that guy, oh, he's exists. Not. that guy is real. No, yeah. Wait, like too real like as i was watching this i was like oh god uh there are stories in my past uh that connect to this that i would prefer to not ever speak about uh because this is painful but that that character is super super real and that character will never go away and i think you're right about what she likes about him like there's an immediate physical attraction obviously but there's also that like even if he's a jackass even if he's stupid even if everything he says is ridiculous he believes it. He believes it like so hundred percent that you're just you get swept along in people like that that really have that amount of self confidence. It's so funny that you <laughs> that you mentioned that that character is so real because I went to go watch it with my friend and when we left he was like that was like watching me two years ago. Oh no, that's exactly what it was. It was so so funny. Uh, but I think what got me the most because this movie, although it is a coming of age story, it's a story about these relationships with these guys. It's really about her relationship with her mother. And where this movie kind of broke me in half near the end of the movie, when her mother is turning around to try to say goodbye, like this is this is a moment where you find out just how deeply that her mother cares about her. And I think it's really smart that we don't get to see that from Lady Bird's perspective. We only see it from her mother's perspective. And it's something that that is never really shared between the two of them in the same physical space. But we really do. It's in another one of those moments where we find out that her mother is a real person. And it's not just exactly. like this evil mother who is who's like withholding her love like that bit of that bit of physical acting. Um, from her in that moment is some of the best I've seen in years. Like you can almost, you can see her emotionally falling apart as she's taking that U-turn where her pride finally cracks and she realizes like my daughter is leaving. I don't get to see her anymore. She's traveling thousands of miles away and you feel every bit of pain in that sequence. And it's like she's not saying anything, but it's almost as if you can hear her thoughts because yes. her acting is so good that you kind of see her train of thought go from like, oh, no, I'm, like, I'm doing the right thing. You know, she's going to miss us to like, wait, like I'm being so ridiculous right now. Uh, you know, the movie is in that moment. It's it's real, but it's a little cruel because you, you desperately want at that moment for them to have their moment. But, you know, sometimes like that's just not what life is like. So I, I kind of like that they made that choice instead of having this emotional hug that now we have to wait even longer 
and we have to have her get these like thrown away bits of paper that her mom was trying to explain where she was coming from. And like, I love the way the movie ends with that, with that voicemail message. And it's again, like before we got the moment of her mother being emotional and wanting to connect and not being able to. And in a lot of ways, we kind of get the same thing with Christine at the end with her taking back her own name and kind of talking to her mom about what all of this means. But I think it's really interesting that they don't actually talk to one another. It's yet another message left on a phone. I was going to say that. I think that's really interesting. And she doesn't know that her mom came back to the airport. She only saw the letters. And so I find this is one of those situations again, where it's like, there's no, I'm sorry thing. It's one of those. I just miss my mom. Right. You know, it was so beautiful. It made me want to call my mom and I never want to call my mom. So. Yeah, absolutely. And I I think, you know, it's interesting to me because in a lot of ways, despite the fact that this is a story about this mother and this daughter, like in some ways, the heart of this movie is her father. Like he's the one, like, despite being unemployed and being depressed, like he emotionally is holding everyone together because he's the only one that that can connect with the both of them. And I love the fact that he's the one who puts the letters in her bag and he's the one who yes. holds his wife and says, like, she'll be back. It's OK. Like, because I think at that moment we feel like this is the end of the world. Like she's finally turned around. She finally came back. She finally wants to connect with her daughter and her daughter is now on a plane and gone. And we feel that so deeply. And I think it is interesting that they chose the dad to be the emotional mm-hmm. like caretaker here because he's unable to take care of himself emotionally currently yeah that's a great point yeah i mean he is someone who is really struggling with his own life but you can the only time you really see him light up is when he's talking to either his wife or his daughter alone exactly it's a male role we don't see a lot not only uh, a man who is unemployed and is depressed and is on medication but also a man who is the emotional caretaker like usually that is very much a female role this movie tells so many stories in such a short amount of time and i think that that father story was the one that you know hurt me the most Mm. just because i mean you know i do have my shitty relationship with my mom but also my dad all is always stressed and always comes home late and i know that he suffers from like having to have the expectation of being both the financial caretaker mm-hmm. and supportive emotionally as well. Yeah. And I think the last scene I want to talk about uh, earlier in the movie, and I think it really just, I mean, it hit me really hard and really solidifies like the problems with their relationship. But when she's going with her mom, she's going shopping with her mom uh, and trying on this dress. Uh, and we've talked about this offline, but this whole idea of like, what if this is my best self? Like we're constantly being pushed by our parents to be better, to be more. And, you know, just having that moment of like, just wanting to be accepted for who you are right now, instead of constantly being focused on who you can be. I have given that a lot of thought because part of me was like, okay, well, is this her? Like, is this who she is? And I think about myself and I was myself in high school. I just wasn't, this version that I am now. And I think that's what she's going through. And Mm -hmm. that's what her mom fails to understand. Yeah. And I think there's this power in, I think she has a line in there kind of talking about like, I just want you to like me. Like, would that be so terrible? Like, and it is that like, that really hit me. And I was just like, 
I remember being that teenager who was really struggling with who he was and, you know, whether you're talking about, you know, where you want to go to college or who you are as a sexual person or any of these things, like trying to figure all that out and you're constantly barraged with the like, you should be better, you should be doing more, you can be more. But like sometimes like especially when it comes to that parent relationship, like can you just fucking like me? Like everything is so hard right now. Everything in my life is brutal. I just want my mom or my dad to say like, hey, you're good enough. I like you no matter what happens from here on out. She also says the same thing to her dad. She's like, why does she hate me? And in both instances, neither of them deny it. Yeah. Like her mom wasn't like, I do like you. She said something like, I just want you to be the best version of yourself. I think that's what she said to Lady Bird after she asked if she liked me. And then her dad was like, well, you guys are just different. Right. Yeah. I was so shocked because usually in anything else, I feel like they would have been like, of course she likes you. Right. And I think that is what, separates ladybird from most other coming of age stories from most other like parent child relationship stories is that that that's the kind of stuff that happens in real life where you don't say the right thing as a parent or as a child like you don't automatically go well of course i love you of course i care about you of course i like you like sometimes you're angry or you're distracted and you don't fill in the right words and this is a movie all about that about these little moments There's like a thousand moments in this movie where things could get better, but people are distracted or angry and they don't say what they mean or they don't say what's going to make the other person feel better. Instead, it's much more like real life. Exactly. Now I want to go watch it again. Good job. Well, then that is the perfect place to end this episode. So before (laughs) you go, why don't you tell people one more time uh, how they can find your excellent writing on the internet? They can find me on Twitter at sick underscore underscore six six, and they can find my writing on fbscoopy.com. I may not always love you, but long as there are stars above you. Aw, that one was fun. That was fun. I'll make you so sure about it. God only knows what I'd be without.